You're listening to 1001 Album Club, where every episode we discuss a different album from Robert Emery's book, 1001 Albums You Must Hear Before You Die. This episode, we'll be talking about Venom, Black Metal. In the room, I have Rob. Yeah, yeah. And Sean. Hello. And on the line, I have Kyle. Hi there. <laughs> so nice for a metal album. <laughs> <laughs> Black Metal is the second album by English heavy metal band Venom. It was released in November 1st, 1982 on Neat Records in the UK, Combat in the US. The producer was Keith Nickel and Venom, and the genre is thrash metal and black metal. I'm going to read from the book Manish Argwal. The second album by Newcastle England trio Venom has a rare distinction of giving its name to an entire genre. Black metal, as pioneered by Norwegian acts Mayhem and Emperor, is a cult strain of ultra thrash characterized by sacrilegious bile and icy noise. The scene came to international prominence in the 1990s when a few of its participants were convicted of murder and church burning. Ironically, the forefathers of this none more than extreme movement were just having a laugh. Inspired by Kiss's outright showmanship and punk's DIY attitude, Venom combines sonic primitism with the pseudo-satanic imagery. The leather-clad, chain-wielding trio lacked the instrumental chops of new wave British heavy metal pioneers Iron Maiden, but they made up for it with their imagination and humor. The sleeve of black metal featured a mock anti-piracy symbol that read, Home taping is killing music, so are Venom. Their songs are <laughs> crudely catchy bursts of speed freak rhythms and bludging riffs over which Kronos puked nightmarish scenarios, horror mythology, and gleeful smut. The no-budget production made it sound like they were playing in a dungeon. Their drummer started the title track by chainsawing through a bolted door. Black Metal was tongue-in-cheek, outright at its best, annoying critics and parents. Few could have predicted such uh, absurdity would spawn a, a genuinely dark subculture. All right, what do we think of Venom, Black Metal? Uh, this record fucking rips, man. <laughs> so dang good. Yeah, we won't be getting May- Mayhem Emperor. I was wondering what everyone hmm. thought of including Venom just as the band. You know, it's not Metallica, it's not Slayer, it's not... But it, it it 100% influenced Metallica sure. and Slayer and Anthrax and Exodus and Bathory and every other fucking thing that came after it. Nothing sounded like this beforehand. This is a proto-thrash, probably. I mean, thrash is coming next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I mean, they uh, like they they blazed the uh, way for it. And, uh, you know, it's because they were super into, uh, you know... Uh, Motorhead. Oh, no. Motorhead and, uh, yeah, Motorhead and, and Sex Pistols. Like, they they aren't taking influence off of the uh, the British New Wave. They're uh, taking in- influence off of the uh, speedier side of punk and rock. Mm-hmm. And this is the, uh, this is what they made. And it's 
fucking awesome. I was really thrilled to see it included on the list because Birch reached out to me about coming back to the podcast next week, I think, mm-hmm. and, uh, or in the future. And I was like, wait, I see Venom on here. Can I just do that one? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. To me, this is like, um, you know, I, one episode that this reminds me of, uh, or at least the same feeling I had when doing research for it was um, the monks, Black Monk time. Yeah. And everybody was like, this is exactly what they want it to sound like. And this is perfect. Doesn't matter if it's like technically perfect, like recording wise or like musicianship wise. It just really is what it is. And it's very original and wall to wall. Excellent. Like, I feel like black metal is every bit as good as Black Monk time. And they, they give me the same vibe personally. Not just because they both have black in the. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, I just wondered if uh, everyone thought that this is where it started. I Not started, but where we should sort of start with the thrash uh, extreme metal elements. Uh, I think so. Elements. I, mean, I mean, we already had Iron Maiden, but obviously this is a completely different. I mean, don't, don't get me started on the Iron Maiden that we got again. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm still salty. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like it, this is the birth of extreme metal. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the birth of black metal. This mm-hmm. is the birth of thrash. And, you know, the, the fact that th- luckily for this book, they, they just get to throw one of these things in here to include all of those branches. So we don't get bands like death. You know? Right. Like they're okay with like uh codifying. And I can, I kind of am too. Like, uh, cause the album's good. Like it, it's, it's really good. Um, I feel like Venom really raced to the genre too. Like, you know, we're saying they kind of invented it, but they, they were teenagers. <laughs> and that's insane. Yeah. Like, I looked it up, and Kronos was born in 1963, and this came out in 82. So he was 19 and making this record. Like, that's bonkers. Yeah, that's I really crazy. That. I, yeah. I hadn't really considered that. I'm old enough to be, to have a 19-year-old, personally, so I'm having a rough day. <laughs> 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 I mean, I'd be a teen mom, but still, I'd be so proud of my son, though. So was I the only person uh, listening to this for the first time? I believe so, Kyle. Okay. Rob, do you remember um, in high school when we found uh, those lyrics on the ground that some kid had dropped for a song called Suicide is the Key? Uh, No. (laughs) Remind me. (laughs) There were some metal lyrics that somebody had written, like, um, you know, in, in study hall or something. And it was like something, something, something. Suicide is the key. Bass solo. Guitar solo, drum solo. <laughs> Is that like a jingle? I yeah, I haven't thought about it in like twenty years until I listened to this record. <laughs> I like this record a lot. I like how it's it's like satanic motorhead. Um, it's kind of yeah. funny, but yeah, I really wasn't surprised to learn that these were some some younger cats on here. Because <laughs> I is this tongue in cheek? I don't one hundred percent. I don't think it's totally one hundred percent. I think. I think they're trying to scare moms and they really do intend to do that. And so like, okay, it's like kiss, right? Yeah. The, like, I mean, like it's fun. It like, kiss? We're all in on it. You know what I mean? Like we listen to this and we're like, we were saying before this, this chills me out. Cause it really does chill me out. Like, because it's, it's, it sounds right. It's easy to listen to. But, and I think that like, you know, we look at it like, Oh my gosh, they're talking about witches and skeletons. That's so funny. Happy Halloween. You know, but like a Christian mom hears this and she's like, Oh my goodness. And you know, burns the record in protest. Like, Right. Like, I think it's just however you want to hear it. Yeah. Kronos had said, like, this was more or less the, like, oral equivalent of watching an Evil Dead movie. Yeah. Like, Mm -hmm. you you wouldn't uh, consider, like, just because David Bowie 
sings about being a Martian. You don't think he's actually from Mars. Right. Um, but it takes you to a really cool place. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, just looking at the the back cover of this record, uh, there's some lyrics. We drink the vomit of the priests, make love with the dying whore, we suck the blood of the beast, and hold the key to death's door. Kronos, like, if you were my son, I would slap you so hard. <laughs> <laughs> so good. So good. And yeah, and, and they, they kind of got shit for not being as, uh, like, proficient uh, guitar, oh, yeah. guitar-wise. Like... And who gives a fuck? Right, like, not all metal has to be speedy, and also they hit all the marks they wanted to. Like, I think they, they achieved all their goals on this album. And no, no one talks shit on Motorhead for, right. like, you know, doing their best. Yeah, you guys if anyone's listened to uh at war with satan oh yeah follow up two years later oh yeah they they stretched a bit too far (laughs) yeah i felt like they just got so much like i read those reviews they got a lot of shit from critics and they tried really hard with that war with satan um i listened to the 20 minute title track i listened about half of it um um, and then i found some critic there's a there's a track on at war with satan called Arg, <laughs> and uh, some critics said it was the funniest song ever written, so I had to listen to that one, and it's it's not great. I do like that they put in that little "At War with Satan" preview at the end of the record, though. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I was thinking that was kind of like like thriller for Heshers. Like it sounded like sort of like spooky, but also really goofy, <laughs> and it, it was fun to imagine. Yeah, I was very high when I heard that part. Also. <laughs> There was actually, for To Hell and Back, my notes were just Thin Lizzy's dad. Thin Lizzy was before them, so it's yeah. impossible, but also, like, that's not a note. You, you just had me picturing Heavy Metal parking lot, but people doing go. the, uh, the exactly. thriller dance. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, speaking of people they toured w- with, obviously they toured the States and, you know, with Metallica. Yeah. Because Metallica, they were fans. It was the same thing that was happening they didn't know how they were going to get their pyrotechnics <laughs> in the states because i guess san francisco couldn't do a proper pyrotechnics but they did get pyrotechnics on the second night considerable damage was done in the venue when the explosives and a fireball from the pyrotechnics created a four four foot hole in the stage and the fireball shot across the building coming to rest in the upper balcony <laughs> <laughs> uh legend has it uh when the damage was done the total cost of repairs was 666 i, oh, sure. I read oh, that on. the cost of the repairs to lance speakers and cabs were 666 dollars mm-hmm. mm-hmm. i i don't think a four foot fireball yeah. in a theater is gonna yeah. cause exactly that much um they, they picked a uh, metallica because i guess the promoter like saw but the Maybe Cliff Burton wearing a uh, a Venom, Venom T-shirt. t-shirt. Yeah, yeah. And so Venom or Metallica opens for Venom, and then a year later, or two years later, with uh, Ride the Lightning, Venom opens for Metallica and Anthrax. Yeah. No, this is absolutely the progenitor of this kind of 
I mean, of thrash. The, the funny thing is, with all the research I did, there was so much just discussion of like, this isn't black metal. I don't <laughs> yeah. think this is thrash metal. It's like, don't you hate men? I mean, this seriously. is extreme metal. It's and the it, fucking worst. Everyone yeah. was just like trying to just like characterize. Oh, which is the first, and what does this mean? And you know, I was kind of like, allow me to push my glasses <laughs> up the bridge of my nose and well actually you right so uh teacher's pet i think is it still playing yeah right are we some teacher's <laughs> pet right now uh yes i, I believe this is I just, teacher's pet i just uh, listened to waiting or i watched waiting for government last night mm-hmm. and the them singing the song teacher's, teacher's pet, pet. Every, time, every time i read the read the song title that Right. just goes through my head. I want to be teacher's, teacher's pet. <laughs> so I, I like this song because it's kind of Van Halen-ish. Too, oh, yeah. And it's, I mean, obviously, Hot for Teachers is sure. obviously a derivative thing, but it's not even, like, outside of that, there's a lot of Van Halen in it. Um, and also I found it very menacing, and I think this is them trying to be cheeky and goofy. I mean, obviously it is, but you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like this is, like, their least scary song, even though it is perverted and, like, you know, it's not cool, but it's pretty cool. It's, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of cool, I guess. I, I wrote down it's like Hot for Teacher meets Ace of Spades. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, for does, sure. It does sound like a Spinal Tap yeah. <laughs> hit point. And, uh, on the chorus, does he go teacher's pet, teacher's pet, teacher's wet? He, yes, I heard that too. Yep. Okay. Does, yeah. does he drop a W? I believe so. <laughs> also, I feel like there's moments of like oi in, like, in there, like oi music, hmm. like toward the end. Maybe here. Wait. Yep. When they're singing the little, uh, uh-huh. yeah. Yeah. I like, and then they, chant? yeah. And then they kind of like just go back into the Van Halen zone right after. But I would not be surprised to know that these guys enjoyed oi music as well in their downtime. Sure. Wouldn't surprise me at all. Yeah. Or smoking in the boys room. <laughs> yeah. There wasn't a, there wasn't a song on here. I, I didn't at least have like one or two stars next to as I was going down. I was going to say list. very solid. I think yeah. that's, that's what carries this album too. Is if it, there were just a couple singles or something, I could, I'd be like, ah, eh, I don't know if we should have started with this album, mm-hmm. but it's very consistent. Yes, all the way through. I think my I wrote down my low point was probably sacrifice, but I still enjoyed. I thought the lyrics were good. It just didn't really move me for whatever reason. Um, yeah, but it's still like consistent with the album. It, it it's not really, it's not a complaint. Like oh, the worst song on this album is still an excellent song. Yeah. What was your favorite track on the record? Uh, I really like buried alive. I like Heaven's on Fire a lot as well. Too. I like that one, too. Quality. Did you know uh, Buried Alive, they originally tried to get the sound of uh, dirt, dirt being buried by cutting cabbages? Really? Yeah. <laughs> and, awesome. and when that didn't work, they threw some microphones in a cardboard box and shoveled mud on top of it to, uh, wow. to get that. Did you did you all read, I'm sure you did because it was on Wikipedia, the story about um, Countess Bathory and how the roadie played the drums? And they, they chose his part because they preferred it. And they're like blast beats in it and stuff. It's it's really, you could hear why they thought it was cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was my favorite song on the record is Countess Bathory. Yeah. Was it? Was a good yeah. It was also the, uh, one of the influences of uh, Kurt Cobain for uh, the opening of Smells Like Teen Spirit. Do you know that, Kyle? I didn't know that. I'm here just dropping knowledge bombs. Sounds like bullshit. <laughs> I did. Smells get- like, <laughs> <laughs> smells like teen bullshit. Wow. <laughs> Got him. I did go through a did go down uh, a uh, Bathory Countess Bathory uh, Wikipedia rabbit hole after nice. uh, oh, listening yeah? to it. Yeah, I was just like, it's like how many people did she kill? Oh yeah, <laughs> lots. A couple to a tree. Wow. Haven't you noticed that a lot of the records around this era are very spooky? Very spooky. Yeah, it's a, just eighty two was a spooky time. Mm-hmm. When did Evil Dead come out? 
the original. It might have been the year before. I want to say it was 81. Say it was 81. When did Hills Have Eyes come out? Was that 79? Yeah. It was either that or 80. All right. So, yeah, we're starting to get into the, like, the, and uh, 79 was Halloween. Mm -hmm. So we're starting to get into the, like, resurgence of, of, like, horror as a in popular culture, right? We're also getting into, like, Thatcherism. Yeah. Reagan. Reagan, Reagan's in there. Yeah. This is is probably going to come up when we talk about that Bruce Springsteen record, too. Sure. Yeah, I I thought I had some notes about how, like, um, film and music, uh, you know, always informed each other, but, like, in a whole new way around this time. I thought that that was really interesting. You know, like, nobody's really trying to be cute. You know, like, everybody's just kind of, like, plumbing the depths uh, in, like, every art form, you know. And I, I like... This is, seems to me like the beginning of when horror and punk start to intersect too. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Repo Man's coming right up too. <laughs> Wish we got that soundtrack in here. <laughs> yeah, that'd be nice. When I say beginning, I don't mean very beginning. Just part of the beginning. Yeah, just yeah. sure. I mean everything. It, it, it's organic. It overlaps for sure. Mm-hmm. But this, I mean, going back in and having those Motorhead live, live at Hammersmith. This just like I was like. Right, Motorhead, this mm-hmm. band, because mm-hmm. it, it, it seems so obvious, but I always kind of separated uh, those bands before, and this just like took me right into the into the element of saying yes, one to one, Motorhead led to this. Absolutely, yeah. big metal person like i you know i like the hits but like this album has always stuck with me because i think it's a solid rock and roll record no matter what too Mm -hmm. it's just good that's another thing i was thinking about this has more of the blues rock influences than a like uh, a lot of metal uh uses scales from classical music whereas this relies on that the uh like a traditional rock and roll songs and then just sort of makes it you know discordant and uh spooky yes yeah i felt like uh heavens on fire had like a satanic hoedown kind of feel to it (laughs) (laughs) and like yeah you you wouldn't find that on you know some other dark records the first uh lyric for heavens on fire is you think your soul is nice (laughs) (laughs) it's very confrontational right (laughs) okay so you're brad pitt (laughs) <laughs> can we get a mashup oh god please don't <laughs> Kyle did you have a favorite track on this oof um, you know I did like that Countess Bathory song a whole bunch and To Hell and Back was pretty goddamn straight up rocker Teacher's Pet made me laugh the most yeah <laughs> yeah. I agree with that although black metal does make me laugh now because they're yeah. anytime a band has a you know yes <laughs> They're just like black metal. It's sort like, of like bad companies, bad company, yeah. but genre wise. Yeah. yeah. By bad company. Yes. It's just. <laughs> yeah. Or like, well, I did think that the intro to Buried Alive started out funny. Uh, it 
I learned my lesson. I was very scared by the end, but the it had that like crazy slow voice. Sure. I, I thought that was goofy. They really, I, I will say they do something too that crops up more and more into as, as we go along with the, what would you say? Like, sound effects or skits? Theatrics. Theatrics. Yeah. I think, I mean, that's a lot of metal people went that direction. It seems like the, yeah. I mean, the Queens, right? You know, like everybody's sure. just having a, they love concept albums. Sure. Like that's the best way to do it. Yeah. And if you want to sell the sort of stage presence, the kiss element, the Alice Cooper element mm-hmm. of, of being theatrical, you can do it a little more with uh, those, uh, the sound effects. Right. And, like if you're going to have gargoyles on your stage, <laughs> you should talk about them in the song. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so good. I like this record a whole bunch as apparently the only dude who had never dropped the needle on this record before. Um, yeah, I listened to it quite a few times. I had a great time with it. <laughs> I would say it's not talked about as much. Mm-mm. Yeah. I mean, when you go to early metal, this is Venom is not a well-known band, right? I mean, if you're if you know metal, then yes. But if you don't, then no. But even though it's a great starting point. You know, like if you're trying to get into metal, I would definitely recommend starting here. Sure. And so, but if you don't know anything, like it's like, you know, but I guess if you're getting into punk, you might start with like the clash, you know, so you'd probably find them eventually. But yeah, I agree. They're just not top of mind enough. Yeah. That's interesting to think of if you were starting, if you're like, where's the beginning of metal? Yeah. Like where, where do you really start? I mean, do you start here? Do you, you just start say- with Ozzy? Or is, you start yeah. with uh, Black Sabbath. Black Sabbath. Yeah. Black Sabbath. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Oh, that was one thing. Uh, the the reason why they went so deep into the paint with uh, like the satanic stuff was because they listened to a lot of Black Sabbath, but like Ozzy Osbourne, like going like, "Oh God, help me" or something on one of the songs. They're like, "Fucking cop out, man." <laughs> awesome. You can eat bar from a priest, dude. <laughs> God, and they're just little juveniles. It's adorable. I know. It's so strange that for us to concept to be like, oh, my gosh, this must have scared so many yeah, parents. Yeah. And like, critics must have been like, what are these guys? They're like Satanist or something? It's weird because like when I was 19, I was seeing bands like this. Sure. But they weren't new. Yeah. It baffles me. I really cannot imagine what it was like to see a heavy metal guy literally like five years after... 1977 which was like very much not heavy metal guy time think about it picture the guy i have it in my mind's eye yeah what's what's that insert look like uh no insert for this one since this is the uh oh, reissue. The, the reissue. Reissue. It's just the the gatefold but there's some cute photos just throw it in the trash and these little babies <laughs> they're such goofballs they yeah complete goofballs and they wrote a great record <laughs> So proud of my son. I would say though that <laughs> your son too. you know, once Judas Priest went the the leather route, I mean, I feel like these guys were like right there with them. Yes. Right. I was also thinking about how beautifully gay heavy metal is. Oh yeah. You know, and like I I love that about this record too. This record is so masculine. It's just it's very macho. Yeah. But it it's not I mean, and it's definitely toxic. They're trying to do that, but there's something about it that I find very accessible. It's butch. It's butch. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks. Venom is butch. Venom is very butch. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Uh, everybody's positive on this That's, one, I think. Oh, yeah. Okay. Fucking great. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, next time we'll be talking about Bruce Springsteen, Nebraska. Woo! Thanks, y'all.
Call 